Welcome to the T2 Hubcast. Join Martin, Dave, Spencer and guests as they discuss all things personal and professional development. The T2 Hubcast, brought to you by the People Performance People. So welcome to another T2 Hubcast with you, Spencer Locker, and me, Martin Johnson. <laughs> See what I did there, Spence? I did, I did. I've swapped it around. You swapped it around, changed it up. Can't do that to you, can I? No. I can't I be didn't throwing... see that coming. Did you see my face go? <laughs> yeah. So it is Thursday this week. We've had a busy week and um, we, we've been meaning to jump in. We haven't done a Hubcast yet this week and uh, we're pretty prolific in recording them. So we wanted to jump in. Now we've had a request, Spence. A, a request? We've had a request. A request. We, we do have fans. Do we? <laughs> well, a few of them, yeah. <laughs> um, we've had a request from <clears throat> someone who's messaged in and say, said, I listen to your hubcasts uh, in the car. I listen to them on my commute. Find them fascinating. Um, always brings a smile to my face, but I learn as well. Yeah. Which I thought, well, that's what we're trying to achieve, right? Yeah, I suppose you're ticking all the boxes there. Not too stuffy, not too serious, yeah. but also trying to deliver some of those salient points that mm. make a difference. And they've said, they've asked, could we record something being two veterans ourselves? Mm. Could we record something on veterans in the workplace? Oh. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I, I I sort of instantly thought, yeah, that's a cool idea because we, uh, the customers that we work with, Spence, a lot, there's a lot of veterans who operate in the workplace, right? Yeah. But there's also still a little bit of uh, hesitation or stigma sometimes that can come with hiring a veteran into yeah. the workplace. Yeah. Or they're too institutionalized or they're not what we're looking for or too mm. rigid and robust or yeah. whatever it might be. So I thought we'd record this hubcast being a 20... So I've spent years in the Royal Navy, mm. senior service across four continents. Yeah. And you've spent 22 years making coffee in the RAF. 24. <laughs> 24 years making coffee in the RAF. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's already started. We, well, need someone, yeah. we need someone from the Army yeah, here, to represent the Army. Well, that's the thing in it, because with the Navy, you've got the senior service, proud, traditional. Everybody looks up to them. They don't take themselves too seriously they take the, the job seriously. Then you've got me in the junior service, the cheeky little imp, the, the young kid, the, the child of the services, um, who's a little bit of a rapscallion, can get away with things. And, yeah. And, uh, and yeah. And then you've got the army, who's the unloved middle stepchild. Who wants to be <laughs> top dog, but yeah. will, will never be top dog. Yeah, sorry, yeah. sorry, people who are in the army, all right? ex You'll get it. You'll get it. That's the banter, though. They'll be smiling. Inside, yeah. So, so I've served properly, even though it was a, a shorter amount of time. And Spencer's drank coffee for twenty-four years. But honestly, <laughs> on a serious note, we've um, we've both served, so we understand the world of the military. Yeah, we also understand what it's like to transition into the corporate world and, mm. uh, and into Civvy Street, and it's not easy. Um, it does present a few challenges, but as we're both proven, Spence, yeah, navigated it successfully mm-hmm. and, uh, and thriving. So. Yeah. Yeah, um, veterans in the workplace. Spence, what's your first? Let, let's let's attack this in terms of some of the characteristics, behaviours, and traits that veterans bring with them when they've served time in the military. Yeah, um, into the workplace. What yeah. do you, what do you want to kick off with? Because this is completely off the cuff, right? Right. So yeah. What do you yeah. Want to kick off so with? so the one thing that I uh, I observe is that uh, initially, when they're when they're initially faced with a situation that's unfamiliar with them. They are quite rigid. Mm. They are quite structured. However, it doesn't take long for them to relax. 
And with that relaxation comes a slightly inappropriate sense of humour. Well, I, I, do you know what? <laughs> you took the words out my mouth. I, I instantly thought inappropriate humour. Because what organisations have to realise and the yeah. workplace have to realise is when you are in the military, whether mm. it's RAF, Army or Navy, yeah. the, the only way you survive is to throw yourself into inappropriate humour. Yeah. And it's on a daily basis, mm. right? If you cannot give banter and take banter, yeah. you ain't going to survive. No. So you almost get by socially on banter. Yeah. So when you come into the workplace and you're working with your civilian counterparts for the first week, mm. you think it's perfectly okay to make a comment about their dress sense? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, or, or their hair style, or whatever it might be, and yeah. the, and wonder why you get some very sharp looks. Yes. Goes, you know? and, and then it, and, and 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 the thing is, that there's a like a spectrum, isn't there? Because you can do that, and people will be like, okay, all right, then, fair enough. Then, yeah. however, you've also got to bear in mind that that first Christmas party you go to, <laughs> it is not acceptable to you run through the run through the room, <laughs> shall we, in your naked bar. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, downing five pints in yeah. the first half an hour, yeah. smashing the glass on your head and taking your top off, right? It's yeah. Just, oh, yeah. It's, a, just... it's a different world. So yeah. Yeah. I think you've hit up on a same point. What veterans will bring to the... By the way, we're supposed to be promoting veterans in the workplace, Spence, not putting employers off. What, what, <laughs> what we're saying here is what veterans bring and what ex-military pe people bring is, is a completely social, in most cases, a completely social... Uh, beast, if you like, they 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 are very open. Mm. Um, it it it's a different type, but once they slightly curb that and adjust, yeah. it serves them well because genuinely, military people yeah. are social animals. Of course, they are. I mean, you work together, you live together. If you're um, if you're in, in, on a on a ship or you're in barracks, then you're all living together. You're all socialising together. Whatever pursuit you choose, whether it is sports or social. Uh, you're doing it with other people from a similar background to you, similar um, sort of they live in the same community as you. When you're out in the field, you're living in shell scrapes and and vehicles and 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 things like that. So you're living almost you you know people intimately. Yeah, intimately. And you know what? As well, just extending upon this, the great thing about veterans and ex-service people uh, in the workplace is they will never turn down a social after work. Yes. Yeah. So it's like. If you if people have got to understand that every day after work is a social in the military, mm, yeah. So if someone shouts, anyone fancy a beer after work on a Wednesday, we're in, yeah, right? We're in, yeah. And that's that's really good because quite often, sometimes in modern day workplaces, we don't do enough together. No, we all come to our place of work, we carry out our duties, mm. we say goodbye, we go and bog up busy lives. But sometimes that social time is so, I mean, we we do it from time to time, don't we, Spencer? We make yeah. a conscious effort to do it. We're going out this Friday evening yeah. as a team. It, it it really works and it really helps us just relax and build yeah. bonds and relationships outside of the work. I'm telling you now, ex-veterans are always up for an after-work beer. And uh, just to follow on a little bit on that one, generally speaking, you'll follow, you'll do the the uh, the team outing, the, going to the bar, having a team social, whatever. But you soon find out that, when something needs doing, when you've got a mission-critical job, when you've got a task in that doesn't finish at 5 o'clock, it'll go past 5 o'clock. So rather than one person saying, you guys go, I'll finish up, it's a case of, 
we stop until it's done and then we all go out and have a social. Right, you just brought me on to another point here about veterans. You use the words there, mission critical, right? Here's the thing, employers, and here's the thing, the civilian world. If you're going to take veterans on, and there's so many, um, so many benefits to doing that, you have to understand that at times they will use a completely different language, <laughs> right? Yeah. That nobody else understands. Yeah. Because for how many years they have taught, they have spoken. A comp- I mean, we make words up in the military. We make words up. They yeah. do not exist, right? So uh, we call a drink a wet. Yeah. Go get the wets in. Now, I've said it a million times. Go get the wets in. There's only you, Spencer, who looks across and understands yeah. what that means, right? Everybody else is going, what are you on about? You know? but the only reason I know that is because I've worked with the Navy. <laughs> yeah. Because if you're in, in different places, you've got sippers and yeah. you've got this, that, and the other. And you can't have sippers in the Navy because people might think you're saying shippers. Yeah. And yeah, So absolutely. if you've got wets, and, yeah. And, and we make words up. We absolutely make words up. And... Um, yeah, somebody, someone will talk to you, and in the Navy, we respond with everything, with Roger, Roger that. Yeah. People looking at us, they who's Roger? Yeah. Who's bloody Roger? No, no yeah. I'm just saying, I understand. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I understand. I'll do it as soon as I get back from the heads. <laughs> the heads. What? By the way, the heads are the toilets, yeah. right? So, yeah, yeah we, use, we use completely different language. Mm. Uh, and... Do you know what's amazing about it? When veterans first go in the workplace, they don't realise for a moment that people don't understand what they're talking about. They assume everybody else knows what they're talking around. And people just agree with you and think, what the hell are they talking about, right? So language, you know, Mm -hmm. for veterans entering the workplace, you've got to understand that. Maybe you've got to tone it down. But for employers, (laughs) just roll with the punches, you know. That's that's what I was going to say then, the punctuation we use. The punctuation we use usually begins with F. (laughs) Yes, I mean obviously we've toned it down, but the, the, when you when the veterans come out the come out the forces, uh, there is a temptation to punctuate every sentence with the F word. Yeah, uh, instead of saying er uh, or um, yeah, there is a not a know, tendency. We but, have fillers, don't we? Where yeah. you you know you, I say you know what I mean, or you know right, or right. I, I say they're, they're, them as fillers. Um, military people, you swear words as fillers, right? <laughs> my brother, my brother's a classic example. <laughs> Howard Danny, he he slots any sentence that has a gap in it with the f word just randomly <laughs> don't even don't even go don't even go it just just bangs an f word in there and but but it, because in the military it's the mm. environment where it's almost accepted stroking courage yeah. it can be a bit of a shock in 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 the civilian world mm. so we've one of the things i really had to focus on is is you've got to be yourself right and there's nothing yeah. wrong with swearing let's not be a prude around it mm. you know, we do it all the time but we I think military people unconsciously do it almost every sentence, right? So we've got to we've got to try and tone that down. Mm. Let's talk about OCD. Oh yeah, most veterans either consciously or unconsciously develop a a level of OCD Mm. purely because you've been beaten for years to develop this mindset around cleanliness and tidiness, right? Conditions. You 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 have a you have a clean working space. Yeah. Your locker, your area, your bed, your bunk, whatever it might be, is kept impeccably. Um, things go where they go. The the keys go on that hook. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The, the beer fridge is there. Yeah. That's the main one, right? Yeah. And and things have a place. What well, you always have a saying, don't you? There's a place for everything, and, and everything in its place. And everything in its place. Yeah. 
And whether you are naturally like that, by the time you leave the military, you are like that yeah. because it's become habitual. Yeah, certainly. So in the workplace, the real positive of veterans is they keep their their part of ship, to call a Navy yeah. term, they keep their part of ship incredibly clean, tidy, mm. organized and structured. Yeah, it's a belt and braces attitude, isn't it? Because <clears throat> when you're going through your basic training, whether you're Army, Navy or Air Force, uh, sorry, Navy, Army, and Air Force. Get it in the right order. Thank you, Spencer. Uh, <coughs> it's like um, zips on your Bergen, clips on your webbing, and making sure all your pouches are closed and your pockets are closed because if you get to where you need to be and you haven't got a certain bit of kit to be able to complete that mission or that task or whatever because you have forgotten to close a zipper pocket or close a Bergen or close a pouch and it's dropped out as you've been tabbing or yomping or whatever you do, well, tabbing, tabbing in the Navy is yeah. smoking cigarettes. Yeah, yeah. So you can already see the difference in the dialects there. But, yeah, yeah I get your point. Um, but, yeah, it's, thing, it's it's a belt and braces attitude. And, and I think that this is something that um, a lot of, a lot of uh, employers tend to miss because when you are looking to employ somebody and you get an application form from a, um, a former member of the armed forces, a veteran, Sometimes the former member of the forces will only put down what his qualifications are. And I don't think, and this is this is both for the potential employee and the employer, transferable skills. There are so many skills that people get in the forces that aren't qualifications, but they are skills that they practice oh. and practice and practice and practice. But because they don't feel they haven't got a quali- they haven't got a qualification for it, they won't put it on the CV. Uh, so the the you've got to start thinking about what you can actually put down there. And let me tell you, you know, organisation. I call it OCD, but the organisation and structure of a of a veteran is one which and the, and think about the rationale behind it. We're conditioned to do that, so we're ready to deploy into action at any time, and we know where we need to be, where everything is, right and how we can instantly spring into action. Mm. That's invaluable in the workplace. Yeah. You know, you you work with me, Spence, right? You know here, there's people in this office who drive me crazy. Yeah. Because the, their desk is a shit tip. Yeah. And it's piles of this and piles of that. And the, and it's and they say, Martin, leave it. It's a, it's Dave always says to me, doesn't it? It's a place of industry. No, Dave, it's a pigsty, <laughs> right? It's not, yeah. a, that's just a, a, that's just a scruffy person's excuse. It's not a pl- place of industry. You know, Claire's to-do lists on about five million bits of paper and on the back of a fag packet. And it's yeah. like, and it drives me crazy because I just cannot operate like that, right? Mm. So it means like when I'm when I ask questions to people, they're they're, they're searching through piles and in drawers just yeah. to desperately find something. Whereas what you'll get with most veterans is that level of organization and structure where they're ready to deploy. At a split second, they yeah. know where things are. They know what they're doing. They know which spreadsheet to go to. Yeah. They can dig out an email from their very, um, you know, very tidily uh, put folders in their Outlook. They can <laughs> absolutely right. They can <laughs> grab something within probably ten seconds because they yeah. know where it are. Structure yeah. and organisation is really important for yes. productivity, and veterans bring that in abundance. Very much so. Right. I want to. I want to talk about something else now. This might just be me, but I've got a feeling it might be most veterans. Mm. When in, in, in the in the forces, we have this sort of saying, don't we, where if you are on time, you're late. Yeah, late, yeah. Yeah. So if you're mustering at 8 a.m., mm-hmm. we call it mustering. Do you call it mustering? Um, if we call it, usually call it brunch. Well, <laughs> let's face it, in the area, it definitely wouldn't be 8 a.m., would it? It'd be more no. like 10 a.m. brunch, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. 
We call it mustering. Yeah. Now, if you're to muster at 8 a.m., which means you've got to turn up to the place of work that you're expected. Yeah. If you turn up at one minute to eight, you're considered as late. Yes. You need to muster 15 minutes before. Mm. You've got to be there at quarter to eight. Yeah. And it's just this military conditioning. So you're there early, you're mm. sorted, you're ready to go. Punctuality. Now, I take it to the extreme a little bit. Mm. And people sort of, you know, take the piss out of me a little bit, Frick. Because if I'm going to a meeting or a yeah. customer meeting or I'm on the road, mm. I plan to be there half an hour early. Yep. Because I'd rather be sat in the car park yeah. half an hour early, nice and relaxed. Yeah. Listening to the music, ready to go in. Yeah. If I'm still terracing five miles away down the motorway with 10 minutes to go, yeah. That snowballs into a completely stressful situation. Yeah. Yeah. And it's planning for the unexpected as well, isn't it? Because you think to yourself, right, I could get there 10 minutes early. However, if I hit traffic or if there's an accident or something like that, then that 10 minutes is going to evaporate quite quickly. But this stems into every part of a veteran's life. Well, yeah. If they're, if they're going out with friends on a night out, you'll often find the veteran sat on the settee in full rig, hair done, after shave on, ready to go Yeah. 20 minutes before the taxi's coming. Yeah. While the other half is still upstairs, only just getting out the shower, yeah. right? We're just like that. It drives me crazy. It's six Ps at the end of the day, isn't it? Piss poor. The prior, uh, prior planning prevents piss poor performance. <laughs> yeah. So veterans, they are absolutely, unquestionably always early. Now, what I will say on this is sometimes for veterans in the workplace, you've got to you've got to loosen off a little bit on this because actually, if you turn up to a CEO's office or a customer's office half an hour before the meeting time, yeah, and they get that call up from reception. It can it can actually go against you. Well, the meeting you're putting pressure on me. The meeting's not for another half an hour. Why yeah. they why have they turned up early? Yeah, it's it's absolutely normal and logical mm. to us, the veteran, because yeah. we go well. We're turning up early because we're here nice and early. And if you're ready yeah. to go, you're ready to go. If not, I'll wait for you. Right. Yeah. But actually, turning up to people's offices half an hour early can put them under a bit of pressure to finish a prior meeting, yeah. um, et cetera. And it can actually not be a good thing. So mm. we've got to curb it a little bit and maybe settle for 10 to 15 minutes early. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, but it's, it's, um, here's another thing that veterans um, probably can't get their head round. They spend their lives in tea and coffee rounds in the military. <laughs> Do you know what I mean by that? Yeah. You don't get a single wet. We call it a single wet, yeah. an isolated drink. You don't go make yourself a drink. Yeah, It's always someone's turn yeah. to make the rest of the gang the drinks. Yeah, get around right? it, yeah. You get around it. It doesn't work like that in offices. No. In fact, most people get single drinks. Most yeah. people look after themselves. Yeah. So to the veteran who comes in, they'll be really, really like gung-ho and they'll think, right, you know what, I'll go out my way and I'll get the first few rounds in. Mm-hmm. I'll go and make everyone a coffee, mm. right? And I'll and I'll start this process off. Yeah. And then when the person gets up two days later and goes and makes their own coffee, yeah. The veteran head, the veteran's yeah. head goes. Yeah. Definitely. It's like, whoa, whoa, where are you going? Yeah. You know? <laughs> Is there a drought? Yeah. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> and do you know what else veterans have got to resist doing? When the civilian brings you your drink back and it's three quarters full in the cup. <laughs> The rest of it, yeah. Is there a shortage? Yeah. Where's the rest of it? Did the milk run out? You know, is it all these snide comments where they're thinking, "I've made you a bloody cup of tea. What's wrong with you?" Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so it's so funny, but yeah, you get used in the military to to, to sharing everything, yeah. to collaborating on everything from making teas, you know, and it doesn't work like that in offices and unless you, also, you establish that from the start. Yeah, and you also need to take you need to wind down your coffee orders a bit. Because you have a Julie Andrews, don't you? And I have a standard. <laughs> Julie Andrews yeah. is white nun. White nun. Yeah. 
absolutely. <laughs> Mind your standard NATO white two sugars. <laughs> but there's but the thing is, if somebody turns around and say, "How do you take your coffee?" and you say Julie Andrews, yeah, <laughs> then he's like, "What? What?" what? Yeah, and then, and then you give him the old thermal military flask and say, "Top, top that up, please." With two, li- with two top that up with two liters of coffee, please. Yeah. Oh dear. Um, the other thing, I, the other thing, the other thing I um, I observe about military people is if you think about how you operate in the military, you you do your work as quick as you can. You're efficient. Yeah. So if you need to get stuff done. Mm. You get stuff done, and what military people often do are become incredibly productive in the morning. Mm. So throughout the morning, through to lunch, I've, I've never known productivity like it. Then in the military, mm. you turn too early. Turn too mean, you start work. Yeah, you turn too early, and this is the thing about military people: always start early. They prefer mm. to get. We're early beds, yeah. right? So you get up early, you start early, but as soon as the buzzer goes <laughs> at the end of the day, you want to be off. Yeah, and and it's all that. It's that mentality. I'll start early. I'll be. I'll, I'll get all my work done. And then I've got a relaxed afternoon and I'm mm. off early and I'm playing golf by yeah. Apple's four, right? Yeah. So military people tend to get frustrated in the workplace. This is my observation. And do you know what, Spence? I'm going to make this observation about you. All right. You're thinking, what's coming now? Yeah, right? I am actually. <laughs> you 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 want to come in in the morning and get everything done mm. and then get frustrated if there's not much to do in the afternoon. Yeah. And that boredom mm. and that frustration, if there's not much to do, starts to create frustration in a military person yeah and normal civilians i said normal civilians civilians tend to sort of work throughout the day and balance Mm. the day but they don't have that out the blocks yeah start like like military people Mm. have do you know what i mean they're up in the morning they're there early they've got the coffee they're smashing out their work Mm. throughout the morning and it's like all done what now do you know what i mean yeah so i think um when you have veterans in the workplace as an employer or mm. when you're a veteran in the workplace yourself, how can you balance your workload? Yes. How can you balance it out throughout the day? Or how can you keep yourself motivated with tasks and activities mm. rather than have this massive surge in the morning yeah. and then you're sort of bimbling around in the afternoon and waiting for mm. the for the clock to, you know, to yeah. strike? Because, um, you know, it's always the way in the military, isn't it? You yeah. get up in the morning and you turn two and by yeah. lunch you can be done. Yeah. That's sports why sports afternoon. That's why if yeah, sports <laughs> afternoon or a flyer on a yeah. Thursday afternoon or a Friday afternoon. It doesn't work like that in civilian world. No. We are expected to work all day long and keep productive. So yeah. you need to make that transition, I think, if you're a veteran going into yeah. the workplace. What else, Spence? <laughs> what else have you got? Well, I, it's funny you should mention about coming out the coming out the blocks early. Um where, when you're talking about veterans, they might come out the blocks early, they might turn up half an hour before they're supposed to turn up. But their appearance and bearing means that they don't look like they've just dragged themselves out of bed. Mm. They will turn up and they will look proper. They will look straight up and down. They will be dressed appropriately. Uh, And when I say dressed appropriately, I don't mean overdressed. I don't mean underdressed. But the kit they'll have, shoes will be polished, trousers will be pressed and all that. Whereas I know some people who haven't had the pleasure of serving uh, would uh, be told to turn up half an hour early at work and they turn up half an hour early and they look like they've just got out of bed. Yeah. Um, So appearance and bearing, it's it's like soft skills, I suppose. It's it's amazing. Even now, even now, 20 years, um, well, not quite 20 years, 15 years after leaving the military, Mm. I still spring out of bed in the morning. Mm. My alarm goes off. And I'm up, and I'm and I'm and I'm out, and I've got energy. Yeah, and I'm ready to go. 
you know, and mm. and that's that is the the, the military way. Um, so yeah, you 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 know, I think with military people, you're going to have punctual people. People mm. are going to be first in the office. People who are are organised, structured, and who have an extreme work ethic in those yes. uh, in that early part of the day. Yeah, and it's about making sure we work with them to balance their activities yeah. out and give them enough so it keeps yeah. them going throughout the day. Um, oh. The other thing I was going to mention, Spence, is um, a couple of things. Uh, a lot of a lot of veterans end up growing facial hair, or certainly the male male Just side facially, of the veteran. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and and it's like sometimes we can get. Uh, we can get sort of caught up in all looking the same. You know, we have we have the, the snappy haircut with the quiff and the, and the facial hair or beard, <laughs> right? But what people need to understand is for years, unless you're in the Navy and you've requested to grow a beard, yeah. which you can, you've been told to shave every single morning Certainly. and inspected and yeah. it's frowned upon to grow facial hair, yeah. right? Again, unless you're a sailor and you've yeah. requested it. Um, so the luxury of leaving the military mm. and being a civilian and growing your facial hair without judgment <laughs> is one which we've never had, yeah. right? So, you know, it's just one of those things, <laughs> right? And, and I even had a, 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 it's funny, I had an ex-army officer from Sandhurst who was in the, in the NHS kit coming yeah. the other day, and he still said to two of his director colleagues around the room, have you forgot your razor this morning? Yeah. <laughs> and he's and it was that still that conditioned officer's response to people having facial yeah. hair, right? Let me tell you, most people who are not an officer, mm. who are either a senior rate or a junior rate, mm. they want to rage against the machine and grow a beard yes. because I've been told not to for 20 years. You know what I mean? <laughs> so that's what you'll find. Most veterans yeah. have facial hair because of that. Yeah. Um I guess um with a few minutes to go, what what we sort of what we sort of say in here, I think we've put a lot out there in terms yeah. of some of the quirks and some of the ways that you develop in the military from language to behaviors to, you know, timekeeping, mm. et cetera. But the one thing I want to make the point on is, and this is, this is like a really in, important point is yeah. I want to make the point that military people are incredibly adaptable. Mm. We had to be adaptable when we transitioned from civilian to into the military. Yeah. You have to be adaptable every time you learn a new trade, mm. every time you switch establishment, every mm. time you go on a new deployment. Mm. You have to learn new things, new skills, right? And they're doing that constantly throughout their career, yeah. unless you're in the RAF for 24 years working on engines and drinking coffee. But, well. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you, you know, they are incredibly adaptable. Yeah. And some of the things I hear about employers is we want to – um, you know, employ our veterans and we want mm. to have veterans for all the great things they're putting in the West. But are they too institutionalized? Well, the answer is no, mm. absolutely not. And people like you and I are living proof of that. Yeah. Because believe me, what a military person will bring, what a veteran will bring is all the things we've highlighted. They'll be on time. Mm. They'll be smart and present. Yeah. They'll be structured and organized. Yeah. They'll have a work ethic mm. out the blocks each and every day like no other. Yeah. Socially, they are great. They are like social chameleons. Mm. They can adapt to many different personality styles, right? Mm. They can mirror and match yeah. to find productive outcomes, yeah. right? They're great in front of people. Mm. There's an element of leadership in all military people. They've yeah. had to take charge of tasks or lead projects or lead mm. teams in some fashion, yeah. right? So they've got some natural leadership qualities. So for all the little quirks of OCD and, and mm. strange language and inappropriate humor and yeah. all the rest of it, if you get military people, you have a fantastic grounding to build mm. upon. 
yeah. and they are adaptable to mm. learn new skills and new 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 traits. So I, I don't think we do it enough, but I've, I want to implore people to to look at employing veterans. Yes. And don't be worried about the age. If I've got a 45-year-old veteran who spent 25 years in the military, mm. am I really going to start from scratch with them now? Absolutely. Because very quickly will they be able to get up to speed yeah. with the experiences they have. Yes. And the loyalty that they display. If you if you're if you're right with them, they'll be right with you. Yeah. Exactly right. They're used to staying in one place and serving a cause for a long period of time. Yes. Right. So as yeah. long as you put the groundwork in and the effort, you will get that in return. Yeah, yeah, definitely. One last thing for me on caution for veterans going in the workplace. It it takes about eight years to get this out of us, right? Mm. To, to to slowly erode. But resist the temptation every time somebody says uh, you know, directs you or gives you a way of doing something to mm. say, well, in the military, yeah. we used to. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We fall foul of that all the time. Chin that off straight away. Well, back in the military, what we used to do is, and people are looking at you thinking, you're not in the bloody military anymore, mate, yeah. right? Yeah. But we want to yeah. pull upon our wealth of knowledge and we go, do. back in the military, in yeah. my day, right? To start turning into Uncle Albert. <laughs> During the war. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, the amount of times that people have called me Uncle Albert is unbelievable. <laughs> During the war. So, um, yeah, veterans in the workplace, Spence, um, you know, they are, a, they are a funny bunch, but they've got so much to give. Oh, yeah. So much to offer. And, um, you know, and we've got to embrace that. And, and I've <clears> seen <throat> so many successful transitions. We're living proof of that. Yeah. Uh, and I want to implore employ, em, employees to just consider if they're doing enough in that search to bring ex-veterans into the workplace. Certainly, certainly, um, it's it's something that you got. You might have to put a little bit more work into um, if you start looking at a CV that might not be exactly what you want, but there's 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 the possibility there. Then talk to them, find out about what what experiences they've got because some of the transferable skills they can bring, phenomenal, phenomenal. Absolutely. Spencer Locker. Enjoyed that, mate, as two ex-veterans talking Cheers, about shippers. veterans. Cheers, mate. And I'll, uh, <laughs> we'll see you again for another T2 Hubcast.